0: Hello and welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod, episode one hundred and sixty. I'm Sadi Kabea.
1: and I'm Johnny Hammond, and a bumper show for you again this week, as a culmination of WXV two and three, this is promotion and relegation to be sorted out, and we'll look back at WXV one as well. But first of all, Sadi, how
0: are you? How's your week? training ramping up training is ramping up slightly i did some jumping this week um which you know any, any little thing um is fun um but just been the same rehab conditioning gym but it's nice to get into a routine now
1: good stuff a big question is you said you were going to set your alarm for the england game did <laughs> that alarm do its business
0: uh, I mean, I definitely set it, but um, I didn't get up, there. No. <laughs> I watched it back on ITV.
1: Well, then, let's get into uh, WXV uh, 1, 2 and 3. This first part, we're going to look back at last weekend's results. Uh, then we've got a little bit of news from around the world for you. And then into the part two, we will look ahead to this weekend's WXV fixtures. So, uh, results from... Round one of WXV1. Gets confusing, doesn't it? England 42, Australia 7. Some ill-discipline from Australia. A couple of yellows uh, and a red. On Saturday, Canada beat Wales 42-22. Superwoman, Sophie de to the fore. Again, there's nothing she can't do. It's quite extraordinary. Uh, and New Zealand faced up against France uh, in a, a tremendous, tremendous game. France won seventeen points to eighteen. The Black Ferns got a red card in there as well. We'll look back at that in a second. But let's start with the the Red Roses. What did you make of that that performance, Sadia?
0: I thought it was a all round good performance. Performance. I think there was a lot of positives to take away from it um i think we're definitely not at the point we where we're perfect or you know our, our um best game but we had a different squad Um it was our first game out there obviously dust off the cobwebs a bit um but i think the team came together well and we got a decent score but obviously our standards are very high so definitely a lot more to build on but i think for our first um you know performance out on the field i think it was very good
1: what will um Louis Deacon, Sianta, uh, Lou Meadows, and indeed uh, John Mitchell, who's now in a big, long coat, um, in the coaching box after his uh, duties with Japan at the, the Men's World Cup. What were they particularly enjoyed watching?
0: Um, I think probably the, I'll go forward and attack. I think the center partnership really worked this weekend. Um seeing Meg Jones out there um being, you know, in full flow. Um, other back stepping up as well and obviously the forwards being very very keen to get on on the ball so i think from our tech point of view i think they'll be very happy very happy with that i mean we're trying to create a more free-flowing um game of rugby um so yeah i think they'll be very happy with that and also with our accuracy around set piece too
1: is that that's obviously a, a, a conscious thing so so when you first came in after after the the World Cup and, and the change of coaches and what have you. How did the decision come around to just slightly change the way you play and then play a slightly more open game? How, how did that come about in the Red Roses uh, camp?
0: Uh, I mean, it's definitely a coach's decision. Um, and I think a lot of it's come from Mitch. But um, obviously, we've had a new a new cycle of coaching, a new, new cycle of coaching team in and. Um, for the previous coaching, we has it's, it's been a long time, and our attacking structure and defensive structure has been the same for a long time. So I think sticking with the theme of a new cycle, um, it was only right to kind of change our um um the way we play, and and I think it's it's definitely paying off. And obviously, looking to twenty twenty five, we want by the time we get there, um, to be like set in stone. So,
1: and what areas will um, they they require a little bit more polish, come this weekend? <sighs>
0: Yeah, I think obviously the score shows forty-two-seven, only one score to Australia. But we always hold our defence to the highest standards, and I think there was a few times where there was line breaks from Australia where they, we they actually looked, you know, good in in the loose, and I think we allowed them to look look good in that, those areas. Um, so I think just tightening up in our defence. I think mainly it was us getting a bit short and they were making breaks. Um, on the edges but I think that will be our focus going into um, Canada and New Zealand now because um, those are the teams that know where to find those spaces um, even if we don't give it to them so I think yeah our focus will be tightening up on defence a bit more.
1: It's amazing that you you brought up um, defence and, and, and tackling with you sat back here in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's, you know, that's uh, yeah, something I can do for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: blind me out, I'll be there.
1: <laughs> I like it. It's a good, subtle way of, uh, of, of doing that. No, I, I don't agree. It. Yeah, and I, and I think, obviously, and, and we will get into this weekend later on in part two, as you say, but obviously they're trying out um, selection and different combinations and what have you, and that isn't always the, the easiest. When you start to get a rhythm with, with people and, and play often with them, um, those little defensive, tiny little details are, are almost instinctive, aren't they? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. And um, quite a lot of the combinations we have were quite new. Um, there was, uh, towards the end of the game, it was quite a young team, especially in the back line on the pitch. So um, it's hard, obviously, when you don't have that relationship, like you were saying. Um, but yeah, it's always good to give, to try those out. But I think going forward, we'll probably see a bit more, um, of combinations that are more experienced in, in playing together. In terms of uh,
1: individuals mm-hmm. who particularly impress you? Is that a slightly unfair question, saying as you're your teammates?
0: No, no. Well, I think I, I'd probably say Meg Jones. Um, I think I always enjoy watching Meg play and I think um, she's when she was in the England set up for the 15s um, a while ago she Hadn't really found her feet yet, and she was trying to fit her style into the way we were playing. It wasn't maybe so working. So to see her playing and still being able to play with her and style this weekend, um, and put people in space and being on people's shoulders, I think she really, she really impressed me. And she's always someone who brings a bit of pace, a bit of um, light to the team. So um, yeah, I think she was one of those people who really impressed me, as well. And I always enjoy seeing Tatiana her play. And a special shout out to Alex Matthews too, um, obviously coming back from concussion, but she's one of those people who just carry hard and always get gain lines. So she really impressed me as well, always being on that front foot.
1: Sorry to, to bore you with, a, with a, a story, but um I remember being at a training session at um, Guildford Surrey Sports Park and chatting with Gary Street, who yet again, Sending our best wishes to to you, Gary, and Flip and the boys. Um, all the best with your recovery, pal. Um, I should be able to see you very soon. Um, Alex was, I think, 15, 16. And uh, Gary she, said she is really, really special. She is going to win an absolute bucket full of, uh, of, of caps. Um, and there you are. He, he is true. She is just quietly goes about her business in an incredibly effective way, isn't she?
0: Yeah, definitely. And quietly is, is the, is the key word. She's someone who just gets some of the, um, does all her, um, stuff behind the scenes. If she needs to know something more, she'll be doing her, um, yeah, looking over her notes and stuff. And then when she gets on the pitch, she always, always, um, puts out a good performance. So
1: I was going to go into selection, but we'll, we'll do that in, uh, in, in part two, just to give you, um, some, some more details. What, Bottom guide uh, Vivas, uh, Marnie Packer with a couple, Breach and Meg Jones, Masters with a try for the Wallaroos and Karis Dallinger with their conversion. Looked like she got get a, a nasty injury and we wish her all yeah. the best because, uh, yeah, they needed a 10, haven't they, for, for a while, Australian. They seem to have found this uh, this young 10, uh, whether from New Zealand or not, but she's chosen the, 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 the Wallaroos. Um, yeah. What did you make of of, of
0: Australia? Um, I think, obviously, I think they'll be disappointed with their performance, but I think there was definitely moments of promise, like I said, when they were able to get the ball wide and um, they made quite a few line breaks. And I think for them, it's just finishing finishing those off or keeping ball. Because um, there was times where I was on the edge of my seat thinking, oh, they're definitely going to score here or they're, they've got us on the back foot now. Um, I think oh, there's a lot of stuff around discipline that, um needs to be sorted out in the in the camp which is obviously clear from the the cards but um i think there's a lot of promise but i think there's a team who needs to tighten up around the key areas um probably ship it back a bit more to the um the basics
1: it was an issue during the world cup as well discipline um mm-hmm. for for the wallaroos so how how do you how do you work on that look you play open side you're right on the edge and as you've already noted to everyone, uh, that they they miss that to tackling prowess, at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> at the weekend. But no, you're, you're you're right on the edge, um, and and, and in certain circumstances, coach, can say that's that's fine. You give that penalty away, um,
0: but but as a squad, how do you train to to be more disciplined? Um, I think it's just obviously you train how you want to play. Uh, I know within our camp. We have a lot of oh hello, sorry. <laughs> we have a lot of um sorry, dog. Um the dog's in. We have puppies. The dog, the dog is got, in. Willow's here today.
1: Lovely. <laughs> Hi Willow.
0: Um we have a lot of consequences in training around, you know, if you do go high, if you do um knock a ball on, um there's there is consequences, there's burpees on the sideline, there's missing out on the next rep and getting that that in your head you need to train how you play so i think if if in training then letting that slip um letting like i don't know little arms around the the neck around the shoulder just go for the heads you're never going to get any better at it so i think yeah the only way to to um you know train that discipline is by doing it in training and living and breathing that
1: do you have referees and that kind of stuff or is that is that called by, by 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 coaches they are uber uber hot so you're possibly even a sort of couple of millimeters behind that line so that on a game day when the when the rush of the buddy's is happening those two millimeters you, 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 you're still okay on that for example
0: that to, to that to offside line definitely a bit extra and there's, sometimes people are like no i wasn't offside but you know if you're you're being that much behind the um the offside line and training then you know you're going to be onside um in the game so yeah it's those little one percenters
1: to take note boys and girls out there <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes coaches at training sessions will be a little bit more harsh because then on game day, it's going to be a lot better. You've heard it from uh, from the very, very top. Let's move on to those uh, Saturday results. Canada, 42, Wales, 22. Talk about Canada spending time together. They get better and better and better. That's a proper, proper result from uh, a, a team, as you say, haven't had a huge amount of time. Yeah, those those two sort of warm-up games against uh, England. But yeah, Wales, fully professional now.
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely not... I did not expect a, as big of a score as that. I, I thought it was going to be a bit more of a tight game, but I think in that second half, Canada just ran away with it. But yeah, um, like I said last week, the more, the more Canada spend time together, the better they get. And it is really... Uh, really frightening, but really exciting to see where they can go. But they looked like a really um, tight knit team when they played against Wales last week.
1: Yeah, it was a was a fantastic uh, second half from from Canada, wasn't it? Um, I mean, she plays in the back row, uh, and you played against, I suspect, Sophie de Gooday. Whether that be uh, for Loughborough against Saracens or or England Canada, how special a talent is she?
0: Yeah, I mean, she she is that person who can do everything. I mean, she she she's their goal kicker. She's their captain. She's also a a forward. She does she's a forward and a back's body. No, a back and a forward's body. I think. Um, So she's got all the tricks, you know, up her sleeve. um, And I think there's no there's no rugby player can really um, not say how good of a player is? Um, she's definitely always on team's radars when they're um, doing an analysis of who to watch out for um, but the thing is you can't really analyse her enough because you never know what she's she's gonna do um, so yeah I think a lot of teams go into playing playing Canada trying to shut her down and, and um, Wales wasn't able to do that so um, yeah she was really able to leave from the front.
1: What will frust- uh, frustrate Wales and Young Cunningham the most about uh, about their performance? Because there was you know, some neat little bits, Karis Phillips, I, I quite like that cheeky little try uh, with the, with the Lucha Butchers there.
0: Yeah, because I think there was moments of um, promise for them as well. But I think they might have got stuck in, they were just a bit stuck, it looks like sometimes, not really sure what was going on, what was next. Maybe the leaders on the team um, weren't, um, stepping up as much as they needed to, or there might have been breakdown in communication. But it just seemed like there was times on the pitch where maybe they, they needed to kick or needs to exit, or they were stuck in the same place, and they just um, um, there wasn't a next a next step. So I think that's probably where they'll be frustrated frustrated around from watching it to when there's a breakdown in communication on the pitch. Even though, like like you said, from those set piece tries, when um, it seems like everyone's on the same page, is when they performed at their best and they've their best bits of rugby so maybe um yeah that would be the their biggest takeaway
1: uh, uh what i like about canada is clearly plenty was said at half time and, and they played that territory game at the beginning of the the, the second half and, and quickened up their, their ruck speed that ability to change within a game um you're related back to to the men's World Cup at the moment, but that ability to change on the hoof is is is, is not an easy thing to do. And and Canada are, are a very very bright side. You know, you you play alongside quite a few of these uh, these ladies at, at Loughborough. They're, they're they're smart outfit as well.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And they're they're all quite natural athletes as well. Um, so that part of like the fitness and the engine they all they all really have. So. All, all, all they really have to do is build on their their um, rugby knowledge and that rugby side as well. Obviously, I play with Sarah Spoda and she's been going really well for Canada at the moment. Um, a really quick uh, thinking back row, um, really good in attack, and you know she's a, a nuisance around the breakdown as well. Um, so yeah, they've got they've got definitely what they what they need, and as like you said, they've they've really been um, coming together.
1: Why don't Wales play?
0: Clacky George at ten. <laughs> couldn't couldn't tell you. I mean, her performances in the prem week in week out. Um, I I would say would you know you would say she deserves to be um in that in that tensure. And I think her control from ten brings a new probably brings that control that Wales Wales need at the moment. And the boots she has as well um gives them that extra bit of you know um control in their armory so i'm not sure why they don't um they don't play her because i think she's good she's good decision maker she knows when to carry and when to when to pass um so i don't know yeah
1: no it's 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 an it's an unfair question but i i I know you've played against her and we've all seen her in a gloucester Heartbreak shirt she's been absolutely outstanding and then el snow silk yeah, he's doing some, some great stuff on uh, SC4. The, these Wales games are on SC4 uh, from WXV. Um, she speaks very well. She's obviously retired now. He so, thought, well, here's the chance. And yet Robin Wilkins come, comes in. And mm-hmm. I, I just, who, yeah, is a very nice, neat and tidy player. He's played some rugby at 15, played some rugby at, uh, at 12. But no promotion or relegation from WXV1. You're playing the best in the world you're then sort of going into to a six nations it's just been a prime time to say do you know what here's the keys to number 10 for three games let's go and see what you can do against the best in the world and do you know what <laughs> you know if there is an issue there which which uh, I, I have no idea but yeah you know, then you could say well you know you haven't played so well against those and, and therefore you sort of quantify yourself a, a, as a coach but just give her the chance to go and do it right rather than sort of 10 15 minutes off the bench here and there
0: no i agree i agree with everything you said. i think it'll be yeah it'll be great to see her have a bit more game time in that um in that well shot because yeah she's been doing doing it great for a club so hopefully she gets a chance to do it for country too
1: anyway that was only a little mini rant um yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, off the back of that let's have a full one um I, I simply don't know why these games are being played uh, in Wellington at, at a ground called the Cainton. Uh England, Australia. It, it just, it looked, it, it looked awful. Mm. Um, and commentary was great. Uh, Ricky Swannell, um absolutely f- fabulous commentator and, and sort of smashing glass ceilings herself. But, you know, and the camera work and all the rest of it on WXV1 is it, great. But it just it just looks awful. You're telling me that, the small little grounds around Wellington that uh, that, that they could have used. Uh, you, for the Blackburns game, we're hearing 10,000. But again, it looks terrible because you know, mm. 50, 60 seats stadium. Um, <laughs> it is not rocket science. It really is not rocket science. Do you know what? Perhaps ask broadcasters. Get them involved in conversations. You know, there was a, a leadership meeting this week of uh, people talking about the growth of women's rugby and 2025 in the World Cup. I doubt there's any broadcasters in the room there. Um, certainly none with 20 years' experience, 25, 30 years' experience. Anyway, uh, France beat the Black Ferns, Sadia. Mm-hmm. Hey I, predicted. I predicted. I <laughs> predicted. She did predict it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey? She might not get up yeah. for an alarm clock, but she's got an excellent crystal ball. Uh, France are were great, weren't they? They meant that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. What, what a game. <laughs> what a game to watch um, as a fan. But, yeah. To to come away with a score, 17-18. Seven, um, yeah, I mean the score really speaks for itself. And I think that really did, um, it encompasses what the game, the game was as well. So
1: yeah, two top class sides, the first ever win against the Black Ferns. And yeah, there's been some, some change of uh, personnel, certainly, and some retirees, but we felt they had that semi-final in their mind, didn't they? And we spoke about Caroline Andrea and, and her penalty kick could have won it. Um, uh, in that semi-final, yeah, you know, this is what World Cups about. It's tight margins, but this this was tight as well. Where did France particularly get the edge?
0: I, I personally think they were really good all over, all over the park to be honest. But I'm I'm biased, and I think their forwards really put them on their on the front foot. Um, I think they always do to be honest, but I think it gave them that extra um foot in attack um to be able to go right to be able to you know put kicks in um so yeah that's what i'm gonna i'm gonna go with power 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 to the forward
1: yeah of course um that red car won't have helped the the black fans in any way shape or or form um but but they are absolutely deadly and we speak about a a few new faces but um gabriel vernier um that's uh it's a nice way to take a try, isn't it?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean that is a try everyone wants on the highlight reel, isn't it? Um, I'd be straight on Instagram, except in the, <laughs> except in the celebration. Um, but Bernier, yeah, she's been on, on top form. Um, so it's kind of no surprise when you see who it is popping up, um, collecting that try. So
1: that second try was a was was a piece of absolute quality wasn't it because it it was nip and tuck wasn't it the black friends came back scored up 7-7 and then um, Escudero and Chambon um, some excellent work from from then and then um, Bannet out wide that was a a sumptuous try wasn't it very 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 French
0: very French and I think everyone loves seeing those those team tries Um, yeah it's just it's great rugby rugby to watch and just a note on Escadura I, I really love watching watching that play. I think she's definitely coming into him recently. She's quite new. Um into the squad, but I think from the Six Nations and um WXV now, she's really coming into um her game and I think she's someone someone to watch and keep an eye on definitely.
1: Good note. I remember the World Cup there were a few eyebrows raised because she was getting uh, selected ahead of her, some some more experienced um, back growers but yeah mm-hmm. what what a what an incredible athlete to, uh, she is um yeah a, a, a brilliant a brilliant game and fair play to to you france um ruby too he had her little say didn't she um, nice little kick through um uh, for Valacolo. Um, she she is a, a superstar. Hopefully, she's going to be on the pod next week, uh, Ruby Tui. Um, but you just you just can't keep your eyes off the black ferns, can you? For for the full eighty, as as England would know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> as England would know fair fan, Yeah, but no, they are Sorry. they are very very <laughs> exciting side to watch, and you can never you can never yeah take the foot off the gas with them because they will will take something, bring something out of the bag. And like you say, Ruby Tui, players like that who will just put break something out of nothing or um, have something back in their mind and make it come to life. So, yeah, um, yeah, very, very <laughs> very exciting to watch. And obviously looking forward to two rounds now when England play New Zealand. I'm sure we will, um, they will have that back of their heads.
1: Yeah, they'll be better, won't they? Uh, the Black Ferns come that time. And, uh, yeah, very, very cool at the end, France. Not often something they've been complimented, but uh, yeah, very very cool. Just playing out the uh, the final few seconds um, to record their first ever win, and boy, didn't they enjoy it! So they should. Um, It was uh, yeah, becomes becomes a mental block, isn't it? If you if you've never beaten a side, but um, they
0: have that uh, they have that off their back now. Let's move on to W X V two and results from round two in Cape Town. On Friday, so Scotland beat USA 24-14. Italy beats South Africa 36-18. And Japan beats Samoa 32-10.
1: Another win for Scotland. They're yep. gathering a bit of a head of steam, aren't they, uh, uh, Scotland? And, and when it becomes becomes a habit, it's a it's, that's an impressive performance. Because, um, again, a bit like Canada... On paper, USA are a very, very good side and they they tend to build, but um, that's a handsome victory for uh, Brian Easton's players.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's great to see with Scotland because they have been having quite tough seasons with rugby. Um, And, you know, it's great to see the hard work paying off. And like I said last week, a lot of the Loughborough Girls are in the Scotland team. So I always have a little bit of a cheer for them when they do um, come away with good results. But, yeah, USA have really been building and, going from strength to strength and they they are a good side definitely and when they come together they're, they're they're really strong um but scotland yeah they're working out how to um come away with these wins in tight games and how to overcome you know these strong teams too so yeah it's good to see
1: So nice tries in there from scotland
0: yeah very nice who i'm trying to think what my favorite try try was I can't remember, but I do remember, my um, obviously, back row for back row, um, Evie Gallagher, her try-saving tackle. I mean, obviously, it was very, very close contact, but I was like, oh, I'd love to do that. It was very, very impressive. And obviously, she's not even the, the biggest player um, on the pitch, even though she plays number eight. She's quite small in um, in height and stature, but um, obviously, it doesn't make any difference.
1: No, indeed, so um, and italy um with that victory over the hosts as expected um sets up this sort of head to head now doesn't it for the uh, wxv 2 title
0: um uh, italy improving week and week italy's always a team that um you can never underestimate um they are a very strong side and they do have um a lot of key key players in their in their team and they play such a um fun style of rugby and they do it really well um, and as you can see they're coming away with the results that they need to but definitely I think each week um, they are building and South Africa is not a side to you know put in the background and they are they are a strong side too and they they have been you know going from strength to strength so it's not as if it's they are playing easy opposition um, they're playing good opposition and coming away with with good scores so
1: yeah we'll, we'll get into it in a minute to South Africa take on Samoa this uh, weekend and that's a that's a that's a big old game. Japan got over uh, against Samoa thirty two ten. That's Scotland's opponents this weekend in WXV three over in Dubai. Kazakhstan beat Kenya eighteen twelve. Spain were victorious over Fiji. Uh twenty six nineteen. No much much fancy Fiji inside And on Saturday, Scott Beamond two from two for Scotty. Uh sixty-four three over Colombia. No results there. Unexpected, although I expect the the Spain result sort of flies yes. out at you uh, against against Fiji.
0: Yeah, definitely. I well I did say I thought Fiji were gonna come away. With the with the win there, so um, yeah, plain.
1: Fair play to, to to Spain. Let's get you up to date with the the rest of the news from around the overworld. I'm Sarah
0: Hidani,
1: and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Not much news. <laughs> All the attention focused on WXV and. Well, of course, because it's a global tournament and most people are, are involved, certainly from every continent around the world, which is uh, all but one continent around the world. Uh, Latvia made their test debut on Sunday. Who knew? The 71st country to play test rugby. Thank you, John Birch, for the stats. As <laughs> ever. Um, You are a legend. Um, the Latvians took on Finland in Helsinki. So, congratulations to Latvia.
0: Sad news there will be no European Trophy this season. And you gathered from the Finnish Rugby Federation website, uh, Rugby Europe, citing a challenging financial climate. This rather leaves Finland, Germany, Germany, Czechia, and Belgium in the lurch. Um, the top-level comp, the European Championship, with newly promoted Portugal joining Spain, Netherlands, and Sweden. So we're kind of going backwards at this at this point.
1: Yeah, I don't. Um i don't understand um I, I really don't understand um i know rugby europe do what they can around the game but but that's quite simply just a sign of, of things going backwards removing tournaments it's just not the way it should be and yeah from my personal opinion uh that's the kind of thing that um yeah World well, rugby should, should come in with a with a stop gap and and get that tournament um up and running uh, but uh, there you are slightly sad news
0: so a huge weekend coming up with uh, WXV let's start off with WXV1 fixtures uh, coming up on Friday England play Canada um, in Dunedin 7am English time on ITVX on Saturday uh, four o'clock in the morning English time New Zealand play Wales um, on I two BX two, and finally France play Australia at seven o'clock, and that will be on Rugby Pass TV.
1: Number one, we know that you definitely won't be getting up for New Zealand against Wales at four a.m. <laughs> you can up at seven a.m. <laughs> England uh, against Canada. Um, let's deal with England Canada first. year Sadia. Um mm-hmm. well, the Third time they played, sort of for five weeks where where do you think that canada could could get the edge
0: i mean yeah obviously it's the first time we're playing them now in a you know very close close time frame so they have definitely done a lot of analysis on us um i think where they probably could get us is definitely around a Sorry, not not to not to point it out again <laughs> our, our, our defensive our defensive strategies at the moment. I think England have a really, really strong defense. Um, um but I think our attack right now is our strength. So if teams do want to come for us, they can they can pick and um pick and chew around that. Um so I think yeah, if Canada are able to pick off where our weaknesses are there and if we don't um come into that game um tightening up those those weaknesses. They'll be able to get a lot more, go forward and get on top. I think the thing with Canada and us is that we don't allow them to get into the game so quickly. Um, so if they find a way to be able to do that, um, I think that's where it can become a bit more um, tricky, tricky for England.
1: You have not many changes for, for Canada. Both both teams are announced Um and yeah, it's a it's a brutal pack on paper. Hunter Tosi, Menin, Bukum, Holtkamp, Semft, Savoda, uh, and Degude. And then, yeah, you, you look at that backline; it it isn't as as strong as that that four pack, is it? For for Canada, uh, Farries mm. on the wing is a, is always a a live wire. Well, Tessier uh, in the midfield as well. Claire Gallagher at, at ten. What have you made of of England's selection? Again, some some changes. In my eye I was particularly drawn to that centre partnership. Helena Rowland has gone at 13, Amber Reed at 12. Were the Red Roses just trying stuff out again?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, a lot of changes in the squad. I think going into the next two games, we probably will be trying to have as least movement as possible. Um, so I can only say, I mean, I'm not out there, but I can only say this. These are the combinations that I've been working in training. And obviously the coaches have an idea of, you know, who's best coming off the bench, who's best making an impact. Um, So, yeah, obviously with Helena um, at 13 and Boread at 12, I think um, those two could work really well together. Obviously Helena's, um, you know, naturally a a, a 13, who likes to move a lot, Um, who likes to actually get into the game. Um, Even though she's good at distribution, she's great at running um as well. Whereas Amber Reed is a really calm head. She knows um when to pass. She's got a great pass on her. And she also is great when she's taken into contact. But I think those two can work really well together because Hale has that bit of um uh flair and, and in attack. But I think Rita has great, great vision. Um so I think those two those two going together um will be a really good pair. I mean it's very different from Meg Jones and Tatiana Heard. Um but um I think it'll be good to see see how that works so obviously just trusting in the coach's selection um obviously ellie killed down back into 15 which moved Helena back down to 13. um so yeah it'll be very interesting to see how that that back back line goes
1: yeah indeed so and yeah we heard in the last week or so uh emily scouts uh, had some neck surgery and wish her all the best um, so, yeah, that 13 chill is, is kind of redundant at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, that's England trying to play – you touched on it there. They're trying to play in, in a slightly different way. Tatiana Heard and, and Meg Jojo are going to play differently to, to Aberdeen, who's more of a second fly-half. is a second, second distributor mm-hmm. that they put yeah. down in New Zealand, a second 5-8, whereas Tatiana Heard not in any way, shape or form, by saying she's – just a, a go forward 12, there's a lot more to a game than, than, than that. But um, mm-hmm. when you were around that that camp uh, before you got your injury, w- was that spoken about being able to to tighten things up, be physical if you need to, and then have the uh, playing distribution was a plan A and a plan B?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of our training and our new attacking shape is about having multiple multiple options and being able to go through first and punch through first um before before going wide and if it is one wide to go wide too but having yet yeah, um a second distributor will allow us to be able to go quickly or will allow us to be able to use those forwards who are popping up in midfield or on the edge um but then also allowing it to get to that to our uh, speeches on the edge obviously with abby Dow and claudia um Playing on the on the wing, the two key players who want to get involved. So having those two in the centres, um, I think, will allow us to open up a lot more of our our go forward game. New
1: Zealand, Wales, L- rather like France, and they met twice in the World Cup, didn't they? Um, mm-hmm. Wales have never beaten New Zealand, and I can't see a different result, especially after the loss last week, right? Mm-hm.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, two two tough games for Wales. I don't think they thought obviously Canada would be um, as tough as it was. But yeah, going into this weekend, New Zealand are going to be um, obviously seeking a bit of vengeance after having a loss on the weekend. So they're going to be putting everything they can into this game. Um, and obviously Wales coming off the back of a loss as well. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to affect them going into another tough, uh, tough game. Um, so, yeah, like you said, I can't see them coming away with the win, but I hope they um, put out um, you know, a good a good performance and a good fight so it's a nice, tight game of rugby.
1: Yeah, a couple of play i really in the World Cup. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's why I fancy New Zealand for the, the, the men's final, uh, because they're embarrassed to took them against South Africa, and New Zealanders hold these things very close to their heart and... If they have an opportunity to reap some revenge, they, yeah. <laughs> uh, they relish in that, don't they? Enough of us changing on. Let's get into that Wales camp now. It is a great pleasure to welcome Kelsey Jones, Gloucester Heartbreak and Wales Hooker onto the pod. Smiling as ever, Kelsey. How are you? How's WXV treating you?
2: Yeah, do you know what? I am very well, thank you, and New Zealand has been awesome so far. So, no complaints from this side of the world. Good to be back. How is it second well, time
1: around within a year?
2: It's a little bit better, like not better, but different places. You can see in different different um venues and things. So, obviously we were only in Auckland and up in um Oh gosh, where you're we're
1: Wellington, we? Dunedin, not you this time, aren't you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we're down in the South Island now. We have been in Wellington, which is south of the North Island, and then yeah, we're down in Dunedin now. So it's kind of nice, actually, a little bit different, different scenery and things. So um, changing up a little bit, new coffee shops, but you guessed it, still coffee shops. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but it's been lovely.
1: Also, have you been to the ground at Dunedin yet?
2: Yes, we have. Yeah. So we're actually training in the little gym around the side of the um, pitch. So we've been lucky enough to do our meetings and things there. So and um, we had um. A little look around today as well on the pitch and had a little feel for it and uh, very wide, very big pitch, so that should be exciting.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. It's like a giant glass house, isn't it? Um, greenhouse. <laughs> I've Never played one of those before. I'm sure. As a hooker, uh, so,
2: though, I can't complain because hopefully, if it's raining, I don't have to deal with the with with the wet balls at least. So I'll take that as a win.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and the and the squad feel and and and, and dynamic. The, the, does it feel different does, does it feel like there's a there's an extra buzz like, I appreciate last time in New Zealand it was a world cup but this is a this is a new tournament and us media heads going mad for it and all the rest of it but but is it hitting home to to you you know in the trenches there that it's a new competition it's global are you looking at results from from other areas of wxv yeah I
2: mean it's a bit surreal um the first time we heard about it, obviously, was the beginning of last year, like building to the World Cup and things. And, you know, we were all excited to come to New Zealand at that point. And then all of a sudden, we're back in New Zealand in this tournament already. And I feel like, oh, my gosh, I only heard about it the other day. So I think it's still a little bit surreal. Like, we're actually here. We've, we're in this new tournament. Um, And how amazing, obviously, what we went through in the Six Nations and things and put our hands up to be in the top tier. I mean... Yeah, no complaints whatsoever, and it's just super exciting. You know, we speak a lot about wanting to be better as a team, um, you know, becoming professional and things as well, trying to push on, trying to close that gap and reach the top teams. And you know, we're really wanting to compete within this top six, so we're exactly where we want to be. Um, yeah, and each week we just keep getting better and better. Like you say, there is that little buzz around the team, like we're here, we're competing, and ultimately that's. We want to be competing against you know as, as much as we can. So, the more we play the Black, Black Ferns, the more we play England, the more we play um, your Australians, it's, it's only going to make us better as a team as well. So, the fact that we're able to play across the border and play Canada, Australia, and New Zealand is just super exciting. And you know, we've already had our first match now, um, looking to wrong some right, sorry, to right some wrongs this week against New Zealand, and then who knows what can happen for the last game as well. So, yeah, it's really, really exciting.
1: Good stuff. Let's get into just touch on that that uh, that Canada Canada game. A pretty heavy scoreline in the end to to Canada. What have been the takeaways?
2: It's a shame that the score. I don't think reflects how we actually played. I think no, we completed especially that first half and um you know girls put their hands up they put their body on the line you know we we knew it was going to be a physical match it always is when we face Canada. Um it was just a shame that I think you know it's it's it's, it's no um it's no hidden factor that our discipline just let us down um you know w- when you have multiple um penalties against you on the bounce like something needs to change and sadly we weren't able to do that but i think that's definitely something we'll be looking to improve this week um and, and, and yeah i think that was probably the factor that allowed them to get down the pitch and score the score the points uh, points sorry the best they know how um so we'll definitely be be looking into that this week and and, and correcting that for, uh, against the back fans.
1: and because how how do you work on that you Boys and girls and teams, maybe listen to this. How do you work on getting your discipline better?
2: I think I think it comes from everything you do every single day um I think we let you know we let it get away from us that game however we live by our core values and one of them you know is like honesty and respect and things like that and it comes down to respecting the ref respecting the rules and you know every ref is different as well they play different and sometimes you have to play to the ref um and she or he might be seeing things that you might not but ultimately if they're telling you and talking to you what they want you to do is, is that discipline to then be able to listen to it and react quickly so, so that you don't give away penalties um but yeah, just live and live and breathe by it, really. And um, it's, it comes down to a mindset. You, you've got to want to be better. You've got to want to make that change. You've got to want to change your attitude or whatever you're doing. Um, so that's you know something we've applied ourselves in this week, ready ready to take on the Black Ferns because we know it's going to be a tough match.
1: Let's get into the Black Ferns, um, a you know pretty well um, from your last visit to, to New Zealand. Hit, hit them twice in in the in the World Cup. So there's plenty of data there. There's there's plenty of um, video analysis being done. What have you picked out without giving game plan away? Obviously, because um, thousands, millions of Black Ferns followers listen to this, I'm sure. Um, but without giving the game plan away, what um, <laughs> what, what have you seen in the in, in the Black Ferns game, possibly uh, uh, yeah, last week and the last couple of games that they played, that um, you may be able to put pressure on them.
2: Yeah, well, we we know that a physical pack, they like to suck in players, they like to, you know, create that space for then the likes of Ruby 2 and people to have that space on the wings. So ultimately, like our defence is going to be key for us this weekend. We're not going to allow them to suck us in a little bit. You know, we're going to be really physical up front and things. So um it's taking their game to them really, but also like doing what we want to do best um and that come like our defense i think is w- one of the best and i think that's we pride ourselves on that as a team um and when we get the ball we're looking to attack more now like being professional we're able to impl- impact that more i think on the pitch so definitely like they like to like go up front, hard carries, you know, they do a lot of pick and goes, loads of different things. They change it up and um, they hit quite wide then and, and like to put it out, put it out the back. So I think our connections between forwards and backs this week is going to be pretty um, important. And that's something we've really worked on this week in training. So the connections, just so when they do, if they want to hit wide, we can pressure their skill set. But like you said, like one of the games and most recent games is the game against France and um, France ended up getting a win on that game. So you you know, it's proven to us. It's given us that extra boost to, to be like they're beatable. They are absolutely beatable, and that's the beauty of rugby. It all comes down to one one day. You know, you never know how people are going to turn up on the day. So, super excited for that opportunity to take it to them. Um, you know, we're looking to get off the line. We're looking to pressure their skill set, make them pass them big balls if that's what they want to do. Um, and if they get outside us, then that's great rugby. But we really want to try and pressure their skill set and you know put pressure on them. And then when we get the opportunities, take them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Got to be very accurate. You, you will get many opportunities. I just interesting because that was, was going to be my next question: the fact that they they lost to France last week. New Zealand teams don't often lose, to, you know, back back to back. Um, I just you know they, they they will be wounded from that. But, but you're taking that as a as a real positive. Do you know? You know, almost they are human. They're very beatable. It's a it's a it's a good way of um, good way of approaching it. Um, there's a few few changes in in, in ranks. Um, one that c- catches my eyes is Cleaky George.
2: <laughs> That's good. It's a good effort. Cleaky George.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. I tried to promise. Uh, Rachel Taylor taught me that one. Um, thank you, Ratty. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh,
1: nice. <laughs> He's a ledge. Um, at 10, and, and a lot of us in the media, we've been calling uh, for that for quite some time. You Obviously, you you play with her at club. What's she going to bring to uh, to your effort against New Zealand?
2: I think, you know, she has got some great skill sets on her. She puts us in places we, we want to be. You know, she's happy to, to, to sometimes, like, try something that maybe might not be... um oh, What's the word? prescripted Yes, then. Like, she's very good at playing what's in front of her. And I think as players, it's been you know, a bit of a fresh air to be, just be like, we don't have to be structured all the time. Actually, we have the opportunity to play here. This is what's in front of us. And she's willing to take that risk. um And sometimes it is high risk, high risk, sorry, high reward. um But that's definitely, that's what the best teams are doing these days. You know, we're trying things. We want to be trying new things, especially against the top teams in the world. um And I really think Slaky think will be able to bring that to our game. um She's an outstanding player. For, for her age as well, still a youngster coming up through the ranks, you know when she's enjoying her rugby, when she's on form, when she when she's really just expressing herself as a player, we'll see her play her best rugby, and I think you know we'll definitely be seeing that in a Welsh shirt soon as well, just like she's been doing for Gloucester. So very excited to be playing alongside her in the Welsh shirt again.
1: Just one other just, player I, I wanted to ask you: the other end, possibly the the experience and an age spectrum. Um, look, you're, you're guaranteed at least five slash seven points because Jeanette Harris is playing and she always scores tries against the All Blacks.
2: Absolutely. She'll probably have a spin in there somewhere, turning round and breaking through the line. Of course she will. <laughs> yeah, she's a great one to have on the pitch.
1: She, she's pumped for, 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 for New Zealand, yeah?
2: Oh, absolutely. I think we all are. We definitely all are. You know, we're, we're all in the right mindset. We're all ready to take them on um ultimately, I keep saying it, you know, this is we want to be playing these people all the time. We want to be playing the best in the world. Um, and we know we play better when we play better teams. You know, you look back to in the Six Nations against England, we compete for the 30, 40 minutes. And that's something we've worked on now is to compete for the full 80 minutes. Um, and I think as a team, we've really, really focused on that to, to take it to the best teams. And yeah, we're ready. Super excited. You know, it's a, it's a great opportunity. It's another reflection to see where we are as a team. They're going to be hurt after France, but we're also hurt against Canada because we know we can be better. So it, it, it's anyone's game this weekend. It depends, like I say, the beauty of rugby, who turns up on the day and, and who's ready to put their mindset in it and put, put your head in places you don't want to put it.
1: Last one, Kelsey. I'm conscious, you've got to get your beauty sleep. Um, not, <laughs> not, not that you need it. Oh, I was getting myself in trouble with Oh, like
2: don't be digging that hole.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned a phrase uh, earlier on uh, about closing the gap is is that the overall aim of this first w x v one for you what 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 was the the goal if if i can i mean i don't want to go behind the curtain but what what was the overall overall goal
2: well, I think we've already started achieving some things that we wanted to um starting with the six nations so obviously. We, we also want to grow gaps as well. So we're chasing the top teams, but we also want to grow the, grow the gap between the bottom teams as well and show that professionalism is really working for us. And which it is, as you see the performances that we're putting out now, we still got a way to go. Um, but I definitely think, especially for me personally, like if we close that gap, we're going to be on their heels a lot more. Um, With the professionalism side of it, we are able to do that. We get the right recovery, we get the right training that we need. We have a lot more professionals around us that allow us to, you know, utilise everything that we need um, to to be able to do that. So, I think we've started ticking some boxes. You know, we're trying to grow the uh, gap. Sorry, on people like Ireland, on teams like Scotland, um, Italy as well in the Six Nations, we had a great outcome against them, and you know, we want to keep on pushing. But knowing that we're growing that gap, we're also trying to close it on those top teams as well. So, I mean. It's exciting. It's a new tournament. And the best part about it is that we get to play the best in, in the world. And I think our mindset is we, we, we're we in this top six because we deserve to be here. We earned our place here. Um, we want to keep growing up. That ranks now fifth, fourth, third, competing with the top two. Um, who knows what can happen? But that's definitely, definitely where we want to be. And we don't want to be dropping any lower.
1: Okay, absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much uh, for chatting to us. Um, I literally rolled out of bed and you give me a huge amount of energy to, to crash into the day. So uh, <laughs> thanks so much. Go well. Enjoy the, the, the next couple of games uh, and get yourself off to bed. Thanks again.
2: Thank you so much. It was lovely to see you. I'm Kira Bevan and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod.
1: Can we go for an England win and a New Zealand win? Yeah. Thus far? crystal balls working well okay uh and France <laughs> Australia now here's the other side of it can France traditionally quite an emotional side although uh, i think in the last 12 18 months that's that's sort of moving away from them uh, can they get themselves back up for
0: australia it'll be very interesting um to see how they do turn around um in the week um i think obviously australia they're not on top of their game at the moment, but like I like we saw against England, they do have moments of um, brilliance and moments where they can break the line. So I think if France aren't able to emotionally um, kind of put their put that um, on the back burner and go into this game, there could be um, a few upsets from Australia. So I think yeah, it will be interesting how they do deal with it, but they'll definitely need to if they want to um, put their best foot forward going into this game.
1: You're saying a France win,
0: saying a France win, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think it's going to be tight though. Um, I really do. We don't know selections for for those uh, for New Zealand, Wales, and the, the France Australia game. Not not out yet. We're recording Wednesday morning, um, so it'll be interesting. Um, and I've not seen anything about Dallinger's injury at the moment, but that would be, would be a significant loss. She is. Go back to Claire George uh, again. She'd been given the keys to number ten and, by Jay and said, Do "You know, what? go 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 make this this shirt and uh, your own, and, and go and run the team." Um, yeah, I think I think that's going to be going to be tight. So uh, yeah, England Canada seven AM Friday uh, ITVX um, Saturday four AM. Uh, Side definitely be up for that one uh, on ITV. <laughs> uh, definitely husband, um, uh, France Australia seven AM. On Saturday, Rugby Pass TV. Uh, those are UK times. Into v two, which is incredibly exciting. Uh, it really is kind of all to play for across the across the board. Every game has something something on it. Friday, see Scotland take on Japan at one PM. Later on at three thirty. Again, UK times PST for for these. The host, South Africa, play Samoa. On a Saturday, USA face Italy. What a mouthwatching contest that is! Uh, all of those on Rugby Pass TV, Scotland and Italy for the title, and that's massive, isn't it? Okay, they're, they're not going to get promoted to WXV1, but but actually, to, to tangibly win a title, you don't get many chances in a career to do that. That's huge, yeah,
0: yeah. It definitely will be huge. And for both Scotland and Italy, those will be huge titles individually if they're able to, to win them. So there's going to be a lot of emotion um, going into going into that game. But I also think they're, they're two side, sides who are, you know, peaking or getting to a really good point of strength at the moment. So it should be a really, really good battle. Uh,
1: Italy have a, a slight advantage because they'll, they'll know what they need to do, uh, obviously playing a day later um scotland up against japan 11th ranked you would suspect that would be a fairly comfortable win for for scotland
0: kind of similar obviously wx3 but with with island as well going into games where you are not know, necessarily against the highest opposition but you still want to put out your best um performance so i think for them after having two quite tough games um, going into this, it's important they don't let their let their guard down and still um, yeah put out their, their best game of rugby.
1: Yeah, both on ten match points uh, from from two bonus point victories. Italy's points difference at the moment is plus thirty one. Scotland's plus twenty four. That can't come into the mind too early, can it? For Scotland, go yeah. go win the game and, and see what happens. Come the
0: washout. I mean, if they focus on that too much, it might take away their their um, focus from the actual game at hand. So, like you said, yeah, just about winning the game first.
1: Italy, USA, oh, what a game that is going to be! Uh, they met the World Cup, didn't they? Twenty ten, Italy came out winners of that one. Just feel USA kind of run out of steam by by that point. Um, where do you see that
0: one going? I don't know. I looking to look into my he's looking to look into my crystal crystal ball quickly. Um, uh, I I don't know at, at the moment because I think like I said they're both they've both been building really well to this point. Obviously you would say come off come the, the back of a loss um and from the weekend but I still think they're they're going really well and I think they're a team who Whose energy doesn't really drop, um, especially not in a in a three in a three fixture or small fixture tournament as well. So um, it'll be very interesting, obviously. Italy coming in, coming in from a a win, um, obviously helping them with that morale and going into the weekend. So right now, I don't think I can I can call who is going to um, win that one, which I think makes it even more exciting.
1: Yeah, certainly does. I just I just think USA have, have got a have got a performance in them. You know. They, Big Samoa round one, and they also went down to Scotland, um, and Italy, Japan round one, 28 15 in that one, and then obviously, uh, victorious last weekend against Samoa. USA would be more battle hardened. I, sorry, I'm gonna put my neck out here. I'm gonna go. Oh, how can I go against Beatrice (coughs) Rigardi?
0: I'm going USA, go Kate Zachary, Mm -hmm. you. I'm going to go USA for my love for girls. <laughs> Yay! There we go.
1: We agree. And that, and that final game uh, in WXV2, South Africa against Samoa. They battled it out to, to stay in WXV2. Samoa, one point ahead on the table. So a draw would see them safe. Yeah, they got to, got one point. Both on minus 32 in terms of points difference. Uh, huge... Huge game for
0: for for both. I, one well, I'm very excited for this game. I think it's going to be a battle of pure physicality. Um, Samoa and South Africa—they are teams who have huge, huge physical strength, um, both on their journeys in rugby and um, the rugby game and the knowledge of the game. But what they what they lack in that, they make up in energy and physicality all over all over the pitch um and i think it'll definitely be a game of a lot of emotions as well so um yeah really really excited to see how that pans out um i do think South africa are going to pip it
1: and i'm just trying to find here because uh um uh, uh, attended an independent she's the south african number eight and just chews up defenders and, and the metres yeah. of the ground just exceptionally yeah. well. She she'd be a big loss for them. Independent disciplinary committee hearing reference to Lord nine point thirteen dangerous tackle on I mean, Anthony accepted a red card as is part of a two matches. So she's out.
0: Wow. Does that change our
1: prediction? I knew, I knew might there was be. something in the back of my mind. I knew <laughs> I knew there was speaking. <laughs> hearing. So sorry to to read that out, everyone. Um, but yeah, that's that's an important loss for them.
0: Yeah, that is a huge, huge loss um, for that. I mean, she is, yeah, a absolute force to reckon with. Um, I think she gets them, gets them on the front foot every single carry she does, and I think um, defenders fear her a lot. So, um, for that to be taken away from South Africa from their attacking point of view, but also as a person out of the um, Samoans' heads as well, um, I think it's a a huge loss yeah i i for one i'm i'm terrified for when she comes to the prem <laughs> <laughs> actually actually no i'm not no i'm not because I, the bigger they the bigger they are the harder they fall. is what i'm telling myself <laughs> there you are yeah I, i'm looking forward to that uh, that tackle <laughs> you stick with South <laughs> for the win, though? i'm still gonna sit with them yeah Let's have a look at WXB three fixtures um this weekend. Kazakhstan back in action on Friday, 2 pm, as they face Fiji. At 4 30, Kenya and Colombia go head to head. And the final game, Ireland v Spain, is on Saturday, 5 pm.
1: Ireland are gonna gonna take this, aren't they?
0: Yeah, uh yeah, I have my, my money on, on Ireland, yeah. Really? I mean, know? it's not <laughs> I would bet a lot a lot of money on it. <laughs> It, yeah, me, me too. If
1: I had some, so. <laughs> um, but I, I, again, it, it's a chance for, for for Spain to to play against um, one of the, the the bigger nations. It's it's all good good experience. Um, straight shootout for the three three title and and promotion. One hundred seventy three points in the first two games for for Ireland, uh, and of course you all remember that uh, Spain were part of. Ireland are not qualified for the World Cup. So there's that little bit of uh, revenge in there. And you may be scoring 173 points in the first two games, but you can only play what's in front of you. And Ireland have been reasonably impressive thus far.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, they've been going into each game, I think, with the, the mindset of, um, it's not just about the win, it's about how they how they play, how many games they can get on the board, um how many games, how many points they can get on the board. And I think that's been showing showing for them and obviously they've had a really tough, tough couple of seasons, um, coming away with minimal minimal wins. I don't know if they've came away with any wins over the past seasons, but this fixture, I think, it's been a big confidence boost for them um, to come away with um, the wins they have and the scores that they they have had as well. So, um, yeah, like I said, you can only play what's in front of you, and I think they've been they've been doing that.
1: They needed to get back on the horse uh, and, and turn a fresh page and a new coach and what have you, um, and to get to get some Ws going just to to build that confidence. We know they individually they've got some incredible talent. So, mm-hmm. so we're saying Ireland for that one, um, although. Spain will be buoyed by that victory uh, uh, against Fiji, but we still think Ireland to to take the W there, do we?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Hundred percent. Huge game between Kenya and Colombia as well. Relegation concerns for them. Can't we beat them in the World Cup qualifier in Nairobi last year? But this will be a really, really close game. That that bottom team will then play a playoff against the Netherlands. And it could see uh, Africa lose its place in uh, W X V, or, or one of its places, I should say, uh, or South America lose its only place. Uh, of course, we've got to play that relegation game, but that—that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, you know, this big new tournament, shining new tournament, um, with a, f- a few dents in it, uh, a few bits of paint, but uh, we'll get—we'll get, we'll get to polishing those off soon, but. To be a part of this, it's exactly what these players want, and therefore, there's a there's that's a huge amount of pressure uh, on Kenya and Colombia.
0: I have one would not would not like to be be in their shoes. As yeah, there's so much pressure riding on it. Like you said, WXV um coming in this year has been you know a huge, a huge boost for women's rugby, and for these teams as well coming in who don't get to play these these world tournaments or play much rugby each year, um, there's even there's even more riding on it for them. So yeah, like those games will be really really important for them and obviously for the Netherlands who are who are also a very strong team As uh, well they are a strong team as well obviously they haven't been to make it in this year, but um whoever, whoever loses to go against them is also, also a worry as well so yeah um a lot a lot riding on it I'm going Kenya for the win and I'm going Ireland Fiji Kenya for wins you yep. yeah I'm going to go with Ireland Fiji, Fiji and Kenya as well we're on the same page
1: Oh, so what a lovely way to, to round things off <laughs> uh, with us in total and utter agreement. And harmony. <laughs> utter harmony. Uh, dogs jumping around all over the place, clocks <laughs> going off. Um, reminds me of that uh, opening scene of Four Weddings and a Funeral Year at the weekend, just trying to get up for WXV games. <laughs> <Alarms> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Lee, it's been great fun again. Um, Next week we're going to hear from uh, the Scotland camp. Uh, we're going to hear from the, the Black fence camp as well. Hopefully, amongst others, uh, the time difference is proving a, a little bit tricky with some of the teams, and and actually just uh, some some communication issues. But uh, hey ho, we've got your thoughts, um, which is absolutely fantastic. As ever, big thank you to Tom and Vicky doing all the bits and pieces in the background. A big thank you to you, Sadia there. What's your weekend hold apart from watching a, a bit
0: of ruggers on catch up? I'm actually going down, or down, down. Or I don't know. I'm going to Bath to see my friends over the weekend, so we we'll be watching the, the the final games up there, which I think will be will be great to get in a Bath pub um, <laughs> to watch the to watch the rugby. So I'm really really excited um, for that. So yeah.
1: I mean, not that I'm, I'm paid to to say this uh, and have no connection or whatever, but if you find a pub called the Salamander, um, get yourself in there. Really great old pub wood everywhere you can see some, uh, some some great beers and stuff as well so uh bath how lovely for the weekend how absolutely yeah. delightful so yeah, great stuff we'll see you next week enjoy wxv we'll see you then
0: thank you